medicine for this soul. Laugh out loud. Don't be afraid, be bold. Laugh out loud. Ah, 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 yeah. Let the heart is willing, but the flesh is weak. Their spirit help us to be strong. Their spirit help us to carry on. That spirit said, Daytime to laugh, it's your right. Yes, daytime to laugh, day or night. Daytime to laugh, treat yourself nice. Choice, laugh out loud. It's music to the soul. Laugh out loud. It's medicine for the soul. I say, laugh out loud. Don't be afraid, be bold. Laugh out loud. Good morning. You're listening to Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie. 
That is Clinton Fearon. Darn, I like that guy. <laughs> I like him so much. <laughs> That's a good song. Clinton LOL. Fearon. LOL. <laughs> He's got a new release coming out April 5th called Survival Vibration. Mm-hmm. Um, with his new album. And it's ClintonFearon.com. You can like him on Facebook and Instagram and yeah, uh, I used to dance with him and my family. All my kids have danced on stage with Clinton Fearon. So, uh, yeah, and he's been on the show. But get out there and, and check out his uh, new uh, release, uh, Laugh Out Loud. And then, yeah, Survival Vibration, ClintonFearon.com. Woo! Let me see. Lifting your spirits. Someone makes me laugh out loud a lot. And joining me this morning is Anthony Manna. Good morning, Anthony. Hello, hello. So sometimes when our conversations, I always say, because I don't know if it's because you're a Leo or what, but you make me laugh out loud and I get a belly laugh and you just make me, um, it feels good. It opens my heart. And that's usually midway during our conversation. Because when we first get together, we talk about what's kind of bringing us down. And at the end, we always lift our spirits. All the time. That's what it's all about. For three and a half years, you and I have been hanging out and doing a uh youtube videos and talking on the phone ever since i interviewed you and uh you are my co-host today ah here i am we started off on september the 25th 2020 you interviewed me on this this very show uh as an author um as an author you know for the children's book i wrote lucas and the game of chance so, Anthony Manna, we've been together for that, September 25th, and we talked on the phone for a week, every week for that long. And then um, t- what happened is you had writer's block, and you started writing pieces to me. And I'd love to start the show with that. Can we write, uh, read your pieces, one of your piece, pieces? Sure. Well, you know, when I I came into your book, I realized how much I wanted to learn, you know, and I always look at it as, you know, as the Buddhists would say that it's all the path, you know, and uh, I I, I wanted to be able to find myself as a writer in your book uh, to to see what, what discoveries I'm making about myself and about people around me. So what I say in my and then I started writing, and we, we we decided to keep it going, writing, writing, recording these uh, on YouTube. And then we came to 100 and said, we're exhausted. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even and know so, we had done that many. It was crazy. Yeah, you know, 100. So uh, one that I wrote back in 2022, just I was going through the, the archive, and I thought to myself, I, I love this. I I, I uh, the title of it is Know Yourself, Trust Yourself, Respect Yourself, Be Kind to Yourself, and uh, in, in increasing your knowledge about yourself can only lead to a harmonious life. And that's a quotation uh, from you in your book. And so I say, folks, if you happen to meet Dina Marie, spiritual teacher, healer, author on the pathway that leads to the shore on the island she inhabits. Ask her about the chakras, crystals, healing powers she explores, reveals, and sanctifies in her glorious sanctuary of a book. 
with three metaphysically titled Our Energy Matters. Energy? What kind of energy, I wondered? It doesn't stop there, folks. There's more to strike an interest with. Title number two, The Art of Crystal Reading. Uh, what? I thought to myself, crystal reading? This sounds weird. <laughs> and then when I, I, I first stumbled into the pro promise of reading crystals what is that well i set out to find out and then there's a third title gloriously sanctioning sanctioning self-exploration connection deliverance title three learn how to manifest your heartfelt intentions so i i i i, I don't know i wanted to open up myself to all that i find in her book that causes happiness and then look at what causes distress, especially through the story she tells of people who came to her for healing. Perhaps if you do meet Dina Marie, she'll remind you that joy comes from not giving up on ourselves, but rather from turning to loving friendship, tender compassion, the unique, perfect self, yours and mine, joyfully respected. I've begun to understand her trade. She's She's dual driven by heart and mind, by aspiration, heartfelt intention. Oh, by the energy of open heartedness, anointed by gleeful mind, her rising tide of enlightened soul self. Crystal guides, Reiki illuminations, powered bright by energized touch. She summons. And I, always, I felt this early on in, in my studies of the ancients. I, I said to myself, she summons the blessed ancients who are, who, who by sea come to claim consciousness in the roiling, spellbinding significance of pleasure, hope, something, anything to believe in, on or about, beyond the shallows of hidden self, soul self, beyond greed spit revenge retaliation eclipsed heart shadowed wakefulness she is leveraged by warrior angel beings swirling gliding in chorus chanting the beatitudes of the sanctified ones released unchained from the weight of exclusion defeat snarling indifference glancing inward led ceremoniously to the shoreline, our shoreline, her, Dina Marie's, captive wonderment of spiritual restoration. She lifts spirits by leading her seekers to a divine ceremony of atonement where they find the soul craft of peace, harmony, and inner freedom. And so I say, amen. And so, and such, and alleluia, praise the pathway. <laughs> Remember, we were talking the other day, and you said, did I write that? Like, you, you come up with words. You read, you read one of your pieces, and you're like, dang, that's good. I wrote that. <laughs> but you write other things, and it's a little bit more. You have to sit down, come up with something for your, your books. But when you playfully write, I know it tunes up your higher chakras. And when you read it to me, I know it tunes up my higher chakras. And that was the blessing in, in the last four, pretty much four years almost, that we've been hanging out because 
when things got a little bit dark, you and I would have a conversation and you would write and I would see pictures in my mind of, of the alchemist and, and the angels. And it's been a lovely uh, connection. That's for sure. God said that's a given. Well, there we are, you know, and I, I, I kept coming back to, uh, you know, going following myself through your book. I, I find myself waking up to this life is what we are born for. Waking up, staying awake, you know, joyfully. And um, that's been that's been the treasure of it. Well, and, I, and when you first started with me, you didn't know what a chakra was. And it was my inner voice that said, we should have chakra talk once a week. And so we went through each chakra. And as we went through the chakras, we got to the heart chakra, which was self-love. And that's why I love that song, uh, Laugh Out Loud. That's you, children. You know, why do I like to be with my kids? Because they, grandkids, because they make me laugh, you know, just like you do, that belly laugh. And, and also us learning how to love ourselves and, and be good to ourselves. That's in the song. It'll be good to yourself. Permission granted, you, you know, to, to like yourself. It's crazy. We weren't taught any of that. <laughs> I know. I like when you say it's crazy because uh, several times on this very show, you've invited me to explore self-love, you know, and it was so. And so I went out there and I kept thinking about it. I also, believe it or not, I went on to Google, you know, of all things. I mean, you know, not a psychologist at all or a therapist, but I, I found a lot about self-love and the, the concept of self-love is so much in contrast to what I learned growing up in, in religion, in the church. Let me put it that way, you know, and no, I mean, yes, yes, there are many good parts to growing up that way because the values are there for you to digest and debate. But the idea of self-love, no. So we, we were taught humility. We were taught to, um, you know, be be so humble that you anything else would be narcissism. Or, and you you're know, never so. good enough. You're never good enough. So as a hypnotherapist, those, those higher chakras kind of move your physical body around. So if I'm constantly putting myself down all day and saying horrible things with my throat chakra or my um, crown chakra and my third eye by thinking it, thinking it, thinking it, thinking it. And then, you know, I know better than to even kind of swear anymore because I, that's when the, the glass falls out of the, the cupboard or something. But, you know, making sure that we watch ourselves talk was really hard for me is to weed out all those voices and start saying nice things to me. Um, I, and I do think we're a projector. So if I'm saying nice things to myself, I think I get more out of other people, if that makes sense. If I change my tune within myself, my world changes around me. That makes so much sense to me. And I, I asked you in it, it, I did in one an interview that I held with you early on that's on my website, anthonymanabooks.com. And the it's a the Podbean podcasts interviews. I, I said, please tell our listeners. And now, you know, about the challenges, if any, you faced and the personal revelations you came upon as you grew as a spiritual healer set on inspiring people to take control of their lives. 
and we are the only ones that can take control. And like, again, learning how to um, ask for yourself, the intentions you set. And I have to bring up uh, another author I interviewed three plus years ago, and it's uh, Muz Murray. And the book is You Are the Light. And he sent it to me and I was reading it. And then I'm, I picked it up just recently to lift my spirits. And because we always say you don't like the word prayer. And he's got the chapter on prayer. And he says, true prayer is constant alignment in the spiritual heart to the presence of the universal beingness without request. Okay. So basically, it's being t- all your chakras spinning and being in the present with whatever you want to call it, God, universe, blah, blah, blah. But some people go to uh, God because they're at a place where they're like, dear God, help me. You know, as a child, that's how I would pray for my parents or, you know, people I love. Dear God, make them better or make uh, change, change what's happening so they're not in pain anymore. And what, yeah. I, what I learned in Reiki, and I do it when I do my healing and I do it right, I have no expectations. I'm just there. And that's what I try to explain what Reiki is. But you're in the presence of spiritual numbiness is what I want to call it. But you're not saying this heal this person. Or I wanted my friend to get pregnant. Oh, let her have a baby. And, and, and I have to work on this with my children. So do you. So do you. About not having expectations of what we think yeah. someone else needs to be doing. All we have is charge over our life and being happy or uh, loving or kind and being in that energy. Yeah, and there we go. And uh, I'm so glad you mentioned the word energy again because... As I came to understand, you know, what you mean by energy, then, of course, you led me to the chakras. Let, let me read this uh, slow motion prana, because the other day we both decided that we had to think about what does prana mean? And all of a sudden, well, let's let's read. I'll read this poem. Slow motion prana. This is by Dana Falls in her book, Poems from the Heart of Yoga. Hands lift, float, drift. No mere dream. This is life force made manifest, healing held in the palms of your two hands. Let life and prana lift you to a place you've never visited before. Breath, heart, and body now aligned. Find the peace that mind can only dream of. And that's you know, what I've been reading. I, mean, I, read, yeah. I read that to you, I read that to you when we had our phone conversation because I, I I I saw right away our energy matters. You know, in the sense that you know we can we can reach to it and learn so much as I as I have, you know, as I have also because I asked you to do your crystal reading about me. You know, when I chose my crystals and and I could do that a lot. You know, because I just think that it's so it all of a sudden I started realizing how revealing it is in terms of color, heart, mind, energy. And and you you said the other day you should do it every day. And I sometimes I do do it every day because I'll have a thought um, and then all of a sudden I'll pull my rocks and that thought goes exactly with what I was um, commiserating. So I was kind of in in, it. down I was down with something I was thinking about it and then sure enough my my third eye's missing my throat chakra's missing and I'm I'm thinking about something that you know maybe someone I can't talk to and it's always 
correct. So then I can go, oh, I got to change my tune. I got to lift my spirits. I got to go outside and look at nature or talk to a friend and open those chakras that are blocked. Because uh, it happens sometimes when I teach a workshop, by the time I'm done with the workshop, I'm totally different than when I walked in the door because I might bring up something from my past or, and tell a story. And all of a sudden I'm back there, that little girl who, you know, was struggling to find her voice. You know, it's just it's so how we change all day long. And I have to bring up Muzz one more time. Muzz Murray, you are the light. He's a guru <laughs> and he's in Portugal. And during, you know, about two, two years ago, he, he, he said, Dina, you've got to get online and you've got to start telling people, you know, what to do and that we got to uh, get more political is what he was trying to say. And I said, Muzz, I'm going to uh, think about it overnight and see what spirit says. And then spirit said, expand your light, Dina Marie, and everything will be all right. Getting down in the dirt, let's say the pigs enjoy it or something, getting down in the mud <laughs> isn't going to lift my spirits and then my energy's not going to be high and I can't really be healthy and, and good to anyone if my my spirits are low. So I had to tell him that and he, then he agreed. <laughs> You're right. We got to expand our light. And that's what it's, you are. The light is his book. So sometimes even a, a guru, you know, can be down. Right. And then, you know. What you're reminding me of here is uh, Tikhanath Han in his book called No Mud, No Lotus. You know, and I read that and I thought, now what the heck is this guy talking about? You know, I mean, this is kind of, as an academic for thousands of years, I was involved in a lot of cognition and, <laughs> you know, empirical data you know, and that type of thing. And so coming into some of these ideas has been so startling, but no mud, no lotus. What he starts talking about is there is suffering. We will suffer. And what do you do with that? You know? And so, wow. Okay. Tell me what to do. And basically what he says is breathe, breathe. So now where was I the other day? It was like, my mind was like, you know, and I was like, I was all over the place. And I was like, oh, this damn story I'm writing. I want to get through it. What, what's going on? And I, I just said, come on, Thich Nhat Hanh, wherever you may be, tell me to stop. I did. And he always says, you can count the breaths, maybe five of them. You know, and they, it's so liberating, you know, but it's also like having your crystals red, you know, you, you, you awaken. What did I, I wrote this, I wrote yesterday, learning the art of being a mindful, compassionate witness, observer, participant, <laughs> you know, and that to me, that that's become in my old age, that has become a significant illumination coming out of my conversations with you, coming out of my reading through your book, looking at those startling prescriptions, you know, and um, a prescription, the pres prescriptions that you settle into on two pages of your book that relate to each of the chakras, you know, and, uh, and all of that was a huge, has been and continues to be a huge learning curve so my spirits all of my spirits 1000 of them become <laughs> lifted and and it's equanimity and i've had that 
this week, a lot of constant chatter in my head in the middle of the night. And yes, breath is the key to getting through it because you could drive yourself mad when you're supposed to be relaxing and sleeping. And I also like in this, you know, no thinking is where we're supposed to be. That's when you're with when you're the present moment and you're in spirit and you're actually looking at your hands on the steering wheel and you're just being. And there's times I can be like that, but I'll have to say before we go to break, I'm putting my my I'm detoxing on on Wi-Fi, internet, scrolling through my phone. I'm I'm starting to rid myself of constant stimulation because at night I'm starting to dream about random crazy things that I don't even know where they came from. But if you're scrolling and you see something and when you scroll past it, you still saw it and and you take it in. So putting myself on a detox diet of the what's it online presence is back to nature. And now that it's getting to be light again, it's much easier because there's more things to do. But in the midst of the darkness, if you're constantly being fed information, you get overloaded and then you'll have these random weird dreams at night or you'll wake up and start thinking or songs play in your head. It's madness. But we're going to take our first break, our only break of the hour, and we'll be right back with more. Day time to laugh. It's your choice. Laugh out loud. It's music to the soul. Lift your spirits with me, Dina Marie, on Whidbey Island. I'll be a tour guide for your spirit and a travel agent for your soul. Retreats include a healing session for your body, your mind, and your spirit. You receive a Reiki session plus a chakra reading, experience a labyrinth in the woods, take a walk on the beach, and enjoy downtown Langley with me. Retreats are customized for you or a group of friends. You can visit dina-marie.com to connect with me today. Island time is waiting for you. Feeling the need to get away and reconnect with Mother Nature? Located on Whitby Island, Earth Sanctuary is a peaceful and magical sculpture garden, nature reserve, and retreat center with two miles of nature trails, three bird-filled ponds, and a variety of powerful sacred spaces, including a labyrinth, stone circles, and medicine wheels. Come and enjoy the wonders of nature and experience personal renewal, spiritual growth, and healing today. Visit earthsanctuary.org or the Earth Sanctuary on Facebook for more information. So you know, buying a home is a big step. At Whidbey View Homes, Pamela Z. Hill makes it easy on you. Pamela is the gold standard for realtors and specializes in waterfront and view properties on Whidbey Island. She can help you find the home you love and help navigate you through the entire process from negotiating the best price, inspections, appraisals, and even closing. Whether you're buying or selling on Whidbey Island, she will be with you every step of the way. Visit WhidbeyViewHomes.com to connect with Pamela today. Whidbey Island is waiting for you. Curious about whales in the Pacific Northwest? Orca Network's Langley Whale Center celebrates and shares the lives of gray whales, orcas, and other marine mammals of the Salish Sea. The Langley Whale Center is a project of Orca Network, a nonprofit that is based on Whidbey Island. The Langley Whale Center gives Orca Network the opportunity to have a public presence to share the excitement about the whales and marine mammals who are our neighbors. The Whale Center in Langley gives visitors and residents alike a chance 
to learn more about the endangered southern resident orcas who visit our area and about the North Puget Sound gray whales, a small, unique population of gray whales who find sustenance in the waters of Saratoga Passage and Possession Sound each March through May. Check out the Orca Network and Langley Whale Center on Facebook for the latest whale sightings, educational programs, and events, or visit orcanetwork.org for more information. You'll be glad you did. Lift your spirits with us every Friday at 8 a.m. to 9 a.m. on 1150 AM KKNW Seattle. We will be introducing you to fascinating people, fun places to visit, and activities are guaranteed to lift your spirits. Miss a show? No worries, you can visit 1150kknw.com and click on our archive page or like Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie on Facebook for upcoming guests and events. To contact me, Dina Marie, visit dina-marie.com. Thank you so much for listening. Talk radio that will get you thinking. Alternative Talk 1150. Amen. Thank you for listening this morning. I'm with Anthony Elmana. You have some uh, things you're going to ponder. What with me? Questions? Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I'll tell you one thing. I wanted to do is for people who may be listening for the first time to lift your spirits. Um, I wanted to say, at the center of your teaching is the guidance you offer through an awareness of chakras. And so I'm going to go to the bottom line here and just say, please describe what chakras are and how you see them working in the mind, body, spirit of folks who come to you for healing and awakening. <laughs> well, I had to figure it out while I was writing the book, what I was actually doing with the reading. So that's where I came up with this playful um, way to, and I started at the top. So I started at the crown chakra. So when you have a really good idea, you look up and I, that's how I know people's crown chakras open because kids will look up or they'll shake their head and look down. If they shake their head and look down, we got to do a prescription for that. But if you have an idea, aha moment, and then all of a sudden you start painting pictures in your mind's eye. Maybe you just want to eat ice cream, whatever, and you're seeing what flavor or where you would go or how you would buy it. And then you ponder it and maybe you say um, to your partner, let's go out for ice cream. So that's an idea. You spoke about it. That's your throat chakra. Now, how bad do you want it? If you feel it in your heart, because you're really wanting pistachio ice cream. <laughs> now I'm hungry. But if you really want it, you're going to put your heart into it. And then you're going to act. So you get out of your head. Your heart chakra is the altar to taking action, which is your solar plexus. Solar plexus is when you physically get in the car with someone you, you care about, which is your partner. That's your sacral chakra, someone who supports you in your visions and your ideas. And you physically show up and you're eating ice cream at the park. That's the physical world. So everything starts as, I believe, an idea. If a chakra is blocked, you might think about it all day and do nothing about it. If you maybe don't think you deserve it, because that'd be your heart chakra. Maybe, like when I was younger, I was afraid to ask for things because I always got yelled at when I did. So, of course, I thought about things a lot, but I rarely opened my mouth to say, can I have blah, blah, blah. You know, I never did that. So as the chakras get blocked over time... 
then you might live in your head all, you know, or maybe you have no inspiration or imaginative, imagine, imagination and you live in your physical body. So everything is super struggling. You're always trying to physically move things. But with inspiration and creativity and you, you have your feelings are involved, you act on it. And it's called uh, fruition. You bring things through faster when your chakras are spinning. But over time, like I said, we have blocks and those blocks cause us to um, we have low spirits. But it's also um, how it's frustrating. It's super frustrating. There's fruition and there's frustration. Fruition is bringing something for everyone to see. So our book started as an idea. We worked on it in our upper chakras and then we put our heart into it. And then you had an editor and someone do the pictures for you. That's the lower chakras where you have that. I call it your midwife. It's those people that support you. Like you're in my lower chakra. You support me. You're someone I can talk to. Uh, when we get together, it, it it opens all of our chakras. Have you ever been with someone you can't talk to and how frustrating that is? Oh, please. Remember, for years I was a professor at a univers- at universities. <laughs> you know, so, I mean, that's, and that was the challenge sometimes was to reach out when, when I wanted to, out of empathy and out of kindness, really, in so many ways. I mean, I was not out to get people, but rather to try to invite them in, you know. And so there was resistance there, and it really hurt. Um, but, you know, once again, um, I just think that, well, what I always like to do is to go to the back cover of your book and go to the chakra cheat sheet, as you call it, because that's when, to me, color mind spirit heart energy come together you know and then that's on the right side of the on the right side of that page that cover is um you know what the health is what each chakra can bring to us when it's spinning you know magnificently and then left side (laughs) You've got the the blockages, you know, and uh, it, it's um, it's 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 well, it's illuminating and it also lifts your spirits to uh, come to understand where you're at and what you need to draw yourself back to the the magnificence, the 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 miracle of life. Well, and those prescriptions were put together over a lifetime as because I wanted to do Montessori for adults. That's what I, like. So when people had a prescription to do art or belly dance or whatever it was, sometimes they didn't do it. So I had a second room that they would go over and I had karaoke. I had finger paints. I had collage stuff, um, uh, belly dancing videos with the little skirts. <laughs> and that's where it started, where people actually felt better. And then when I taught the class, the seven week class for the seven chakras, you know, the, the crown chakra, we would uh, set our intentions, count our blessings. The brow chakra, we would uh, imagination. I would do hypnotherapy, them seeing themselves healthy, happy. Uh, as we get down to the throat chakra, I make them sing karaoke with this little karaoke box I had. Some people were like, ah, I can't do it. But, you know, they broke through and then they did. And then or talk to some stranger about how they feel. That's your heart chakra and your throat chakra. We did mirror work. So you'd look in the mirror and say how much you love yourself or, you know, do the best you can, because some people couldn't look in the mirror. But also inner child work, we did that for the heart chakra, and we also did healing touch. We did some Reiki. 
And when you get to the solar plexus, we did a boxing and breathing, laughing and crying because that brings up all that energy in your uh, solar plexus. And the sacral chakra, I make them dance with me. Like we were dancing and twirling and some kids like, I've never danced with a girl ever. So that was so much fun, you know. <laughs> um, but we were also supportive with one another. So we uh, did uh, hand massages and stuff, which is, has to do with, the you know, their pleasure and feeling good. And then with the root chakra, we, I make them go outside. You know, we had to go outside and take a walk and get into nature. Uh, when you exercise, it's not for your body. It's for your, your mind. You know, it gets you out of your head. It gets you grounded, that earthing thing. So during the winter, it's rough when you can't go outside, you know, or get that exercise in the fresh air. So get out of your head and into the into nature. That's one of the best prescriptions. Yeah, that's what that's that. Uh, that you need it. You need to write a new book because um, remember, remember, I told you. I was so stuck at one point in my life about so many aspects of my life, just twirling around and twirling around and coming back to myself with such confusion that I was directed to a therapist. That had to be providence. I don't know what you want to call it. That had to be a spiritual opening because this guy turned out to be an incredibly rich, vibrant um, man. And the and the first book that we read together was "Get Out of Your Mind and Into Your Heart," and it was mindfulness. Mm -hmm. It was the opening of mindfulness. I never thought about mindfulness. I didn't even know what the heck it was. But boy, oh boy, you know. And now it has stayed with me for so many years, you know. And so, get out of your mind. Get out of your mind, you know. Well, and, and if so your heart is blocked if your heart's blocked like somebody's hurting your feelings you can't get through and so you'll drive yourself crazy with that constant chatter constant chatter so if you are being hurt by someone else you have to practice that self-love because it's going to open your heart and be around kind people be around people you can talk to the heart chakra is the altar for the higher chakras to manifest and that's why I, I feel right now there's so much to see that hurts your feelings, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about right now. So it's really important to quiet your mind. Like you said, take those breaths, go outside and take a walk. Uh, what do we have control over really is the energy that we feel at this this moment. That's it. That's all we got. Wow. In that moment, you know, here we go again. Moment by moment. And with the blood pressure issue, the more I think about all the things I can't do anything about, it goes up. It goes up. And so, so the gift of my blood pressure issues is to feel it rise and then do a prescription because then it lowers. So I know I have control over what I feel. And it, and it means sometimes walking away, turning off a television uh, that I don't even watch. It's not television anymore. It's just that there's so many pop-ups there's so many things to be paying attention to that have nothing to do with you. And so time alone, time alone, you know, and you got to practice. That's I don't want to call it meditation, but it's just a presence to where you start hearing something negative. Reel it in. If you say you think something from the past, reel it in. Where are you at? I'm sleeping. It's time for bed. <laughs> it's not time to overanalyze everything in my life and make your adrenal glands go crazy because then you're not going to go back to bed. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, uh, I'm practicing that because 
I'm I'm in the middle of writing, and uh, so what happens is I you get a little stuck because you have to make some decisions. I I need to make some logical decision about what to do in this particular setting, let's say, and so it stays with me, and I I just want to get it out of my head because it just it goes around and around and around. It's like saying do it this way, do it that way, do it this way, do it that way, and so what I'm doing is I'm. Um, I'm I'm I may even lie on the floor and my uh, I put my uh, my arms down my hands on my side open open the palms you know and um look up of course and just uh, try to uh settle into a kind of meditative breathing and it does help me you know but you know like every other meditation uh, master guide that I've been around, they always say, of course, you're going to deviate. Of course, you're going to have thoughts. You're going to have the, the thought patterns and you're going to have, you're going to, you're going to know that you can come back to your breathing. It's, it's there for you, waiting for you. And so come back to the breathing, come back to the breathing. So I'm just, I'm startled by this. I mean, really, because it's so basic and, you know, why did it take me so long? I'm an old guy and I'm still learning. Isn't that something? <laughs> well, that's a good thing that you're still learning. <laughs> when you, you're, you know, and you know that I've been collecting um, from Yogi Tea. I collect the tags that go on their tea bags because there's, <laughs> I just, I love that company. And I just, I, I should buy stocks because <laughs> I'm going to keep buying that tea. And, and here one here is something that you've always said. And I looked at it and I went, <gasps> she contacted the yogi tea people. <laughs> when you look down, all you see is dirt. So keep looking up. I can't believe how many times you said that to me. Look up, look up, look up, you know. And um, I go out. Even in this, in this cold weather right now, we're going through a very cold spell with their sun. And, th and there's wind, so the, the the bamboo is dancing again, you know? And so I go out there and right away, it's like, oh, well, I've got to do, and I just say, no, I'm gonna stop right here and just take this all in. What a blessing, what a blessing. What, the patterns of the dancers in these woods that I live, I live or surrounded by, um, what what gifts they give me. You know, uh, looking out my window into the wood, the woods, seeing the patterns of the dancers is just startling. And that would open your third eye, your third eye. So uh, let's see. I've been r ruminating. That's it. About something I have no control over. And you do all of a sudden you don't even see the world in front of you. You're so in your head and you're chatting, 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 chatting that you don't even know where you're going. You know, and it's so important for us just to. I guess it's practicing, but it's like taking the steering wheel and, you know, you, like you said, you go to the right, Ooh, come back here. Today I was walking on the ferry and it's super windy. And so I'm going around in circles cause it's, you know, you can walk while you're taking the, the ride. So I'm getting some exercise and the, and it was started rocking and I looked like a drunk, right? Everyone's just watching me like go all over the place, but it took some effort to kind of, you know, get my balance again and just keep going around. But it was testing me, but that's kind of what your, your thoughts do. They just test you. And I mean, I'm so guilty of this. So when you start thinking about, I just say, I just say, stop it. And then 
Because I, I one time I, well, I was getting divorced and I was thinking of so many things. I made myself sick. I mean, I made myself so sick I couldn't eat. And it was all thoughts. And so when I'd go running in the woods, first when I got there, I couldn't see the green or I couldn't see the blue sky. And then after a while, I kept telling myself, shh, <laughs> shh, because no. I kept yeah. going back. And then all of a sudden, I had no thoughts. And then I looked up and the sky was blue. Like you said, the trees were swaying and, you know, even an orca might even show up. But it was all my doing, digging myself a hole with constant thoughts that aren't positive. Yeah. And it, it, it takes practice. It really does take practice. You know, I have another basic that I asked you in the interview that I think, why not? It's, it's, it's pretty basic. It says, your book subtitle, well, it's hard to call it a subtitle. <laughs> it's like these three magnificent, uh, uh, wonderful um, awakenings. So you said in your, your, your book subtitle is The Art of Crystal Reading. What can you tell our listeners about the influence crystals have in your work with folks who are in need of personal clarity as they undertake their journey to self-awareness. Wow, that's quite a sentence. Say that again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Come on, Anthony, what again. the heck? What can you tell our listeners about the influence of that crystals have in your work with folks who are in need of spiritual clarity as they undertake their journey to self-awareness. Well, crystals are earth. It's 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 earth is what it is. It's a rock and it's a polished stone. But for me, it's the colors, you know, and it's the it's the combination. Little kids are all drawn drawn to every pink one. I had little boys are all drawn to pink ones. Super sensitive. Uh, some people, oh, I had a little boy do all tiger's eye, and I said, ooh, he's he's a handful, isn't he? She said, oh, he is a handful. But, you know, just depending on the colors and the crystal, Tiger Eyes to me is like a Leo. It's full force. It's getting up on stage and running the show. Uh, Rose Quartz <laughs> is about self-love and, and being super feminine. Uh, crystals. I have some kids that are so drawn to clear quartz crystals, and they're just different. They're, they're very, it's very difficult for them to go to school because they're kind of led by the ethereal world. You know, they're just too airy-fairy and... It's hard for them to sit in their seats. Those type. And then I had one man who picked all black stones. And when I pulled him aside, I said, how bad is it? It was bad. Like he was super, yeah. super duper depressed. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So there we go. I mean, so the, the, the crystals reflect, don't they? You know, I always think of them as uh, prisms. You know. Well, everybody wants to be read. If that means, like... Um, I had one kid, he goes, read me. And I go, you don't want to be read. But deep down inside, he did, you know. And it's just one of those things, like, everyone's got, like, that facade I talk about, the facade we wear. And we're always trying to be something to help make ourselves look better to other people. And then hopefully there's a point where you just don't care and you just become authentic and you become yourself. That's what we came here to do is be ourselves, not somebody else. Right. Quote I love. Um, we must have the courage and conviction to speak our minds and take back our power, truly moving our energy up to the heart chakra. And I, 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 I say to you, I say I could, I could, I could feel your conviction and compassion in that bold statement. Please 
tell me how is it possible for me, this old guy, to achieve this realization of taking back our power? Well, one is when you don't want to do something, you're going to have to practice speaking out loud, <laughs> you know, because sometimes you and I will, will talk about things that if we just would have said no right away, you know, right now, instead of going and, okay, I'll do it for them or, you know, I, I'm afraid that they'll get mad at me or whatever that is. It's just so, just after a while, I, I've been practicing, um, well, I did it at work, just saying no. And then I got out of a rut because I was doing something I didn't want to do to make somebody else happy. It, it, it's so simple, but it's just the way we were, we were raised with our throat chakra. But it's really putting our foot down and just being true to ourselves. And you know obligation. Oh, yeah. You know, and especially saying yes when I really meant to say no. Or uh, le letting, letting my energy, uh, rather than protecting my energy and learning, you know, what what is going on with it in terms of my my progression my journey you know i will put that aside and uh, well i'm afraid to say no because if i say no i'm going to hurt people they're not going to like me i'm you know and then you go th i go through that whole ritual and basically what i want to do is just stop there in the tr in my tracks and just say no it's okay thank you very much for the invitation but i'm not available right now I used to do healing uh, fairs, and my friend's like, how do you always know when to, to go to the bathroom? <laughs> so you'd see somebody coming towards your table like, I do not want to have this person sitting in front of me for a half hour or any time whatsoever. I could tell, I just could just tell after a while who was going to take energy from me and leave me empty. And so she goes, how do you always know when to excuse yourself? Because <laughs> then they would sit in her chair, right? And I just said, well, I've, I've grown up a lot to where I can feel it. I can just feel feel it you know and then if it doesn't feel good you just quit doing it and all of a sudden your energy expands and things start changing in your world but there are people out there that are super empty and they're looking like vampires for some blood <laughs> so you gotta take care of yourself so important and that's self-love 101 yeah yeah what so do you do what do you do i just think that the most important thing right now is Two, you said breathe, because I know when I'm not breathing, that's when my anxiety starts to rise, and it's kind of scary. It's kind of like being on a tightrope, <laughs> and it's just fearful. So you have to start breathing, put stickers around your house, put it on your bathroom mirror. I don't care, but you've got to learn to breathe. So Anthony Manna, you can be reached at anthonymannabooks.com. We have a YouTube, a uh, hundred of them, Our Energy Matters. And you can go to dina-marie.com and click on the uh, Our Energy Matters YouTube link, and it'll take you to Anthony's page, and there's a 100 of them. Also, my Lift Your Spirits with Dina Marie page, I, I share them there. But there's days at the gym, I just listen to it because I want to start myself on a positive note, and I forget. I forget because I get kind of drugged in, drugged in, <laughs> I'm drugged in, but dra dragon? <laughs> dragged in? Dragged in, jeez. And it's, it's not even something I, I mean to do, but you can just walk into a restaurant and the television's going on and you're like, what the heck is, you know, that pulls me in. Uh, or I can overhear someone's conversation that's really not really good. So really important right now to lift our spirits. Anthony Manna, I love you. I love you too. Dina Marie, thank you so much for inviting me. Because every time I, every time I come 
it, you know, it's your presence, whether it's our weekly telephone conversations, whether it's this here, which is so, uh, so enlivening that uh, I, I grow. I know, I know, I know, I grow, I grow, I grow, I grow, I grow, I grow, I know, I know, I know, I know. You make me, like, I can't believe it. Every time we're with each other, you just make me laugh so hard. And then our hearts are open, and then it helps throughout the rest of our lives, makes it better. So it's our church weekly. Wonderful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Anthony, for joining us. Amen. All right. Thank you, Benny Mathers. Welcome. And I love you, too. Back at you. <laughs> so now more than ever, I think lifting your spirits is essential. Mm-hmm. Take time for yourself. Do the things that bring you joy. Surround yourself with people that make you laugh out loud. Uh, we're going to end the show um, with uh, Van Connor and I did a little ditty. <laughs> yeah, sure, we can call it that. <laughs> Lift your spirits to higher ground. Uh, thank you for joining us. And remember, keep looking up.